It's episode 117 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now, let's get on with the show. Let me take just a quick second here to tell you about another great offer coming from our friends over at ButcherBox. You all know by now that the quality of your meat matters so, so much to the health of your body, to your family's body, to your future health, the health and happiness of the animal you are consuming equals the health and happiness of your own body. That's really the simplest, easiest way to think about it. So you always want to make sure you can get the best quality meat for you and your family that you can afford. ButcherBox is the go-to source for the highest quality, best tasting meat sourced from these happy and healthy animals. And they've made it very affordable in order for you to get these meats delivered right to your door every single month. So you don't have to worry about sifting through the grocery store trying to find those meats that actually fit the bill. Because I can tell you from experience, it is becoming harder and harder to find these 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, the pasture-raised chicken, the heritage breed pork. You just can't find that in grocery stores these days. You can get this all at ButcherBox because they are doing it right and sending it to your door so you don't have to worry about it. ButcherBox has one of the best specials I've ever seen them run for you all until September 29th, 2019. It is their ground beef for life deal. You get two pounds of ground beef in every single box for the lifetime of your subscription forever, for free. Two pounds of their ground beef, which is absolutely phenomenal tasting beef. Plus, you get 20 bucks off just because you're a Keto for Women listener. So butcherbox.com slash KFW up until September 29th, 2019, will get you free ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every single box you order from ButcherBox for the life of your subscription with them, plus an extra $20 off. You don't want to miss this deal. ButcherBox.com slash KFW. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. Today, we have another very special guest for you with another very important message for you to not only hear, but actually do something with. That's what I challenge you to do in this episode is to take action on what you're about to learn. Before I get into that, a few quick announcements. Tuesday, this past Tuesday, September 3rd, was the first ever Empower Intensive coaching call. We talked all about silencing your diet ego, and it was beyond amazing. It was so cool. It's everything I've 
ever hoped for in trying to teach and coach you through these mindset shifts that you need to make in order to actually get everything that you want, not just the health you want, not just the body you want, everything you want. And it was a massive success. I had so much fun. Thank you, everyone that showed up live. If you didn't show up live, but you still enrolled, then you are now the proud owner of the video recording for the rest of your life. So you can go back and listen to that for the first time or the hundredth time, your choice. Good news for those that didn't get a chance to join in on that call. It will be available for your consumption in the very near future as the recording and all the extra goodies you get with the recording. So be on the lookout for that. I'll let you know when that's available, or you can always go to seanminer.com slash empower to get your hands on that and also learn what the next topic will be for our next coaching session coming out in early October. So we only have a few more weeks before we have another opportunity to be coached on the good stuff, what we actually need to be doing to live a better, healthier life. So that will be coming up. Be on the lookout, seanminer.com slash empower. Make sure to get on the VIP list so you are the first to know what these topics are. And if it's something that you want to be included in, then you will have first dibs at a seat in that coaching session. That's the first thing I wanted to share. Second thing, the Fat Burning Female Project October class is coming up really, really soon. In fact, enrollment is happening next week. That is very soon. If you want to be a part of the October class of the Fat Burning Female Project, it's the last class of 2019 and also the best time, in my opinion, to go through this project because then you go into the holiday season with a whole new outlook on life, food, I shouldn't say life, yes, life, but more importantly, your life around food, your mindset around food, your whole relationship with food will be different going into your 2019 holiday season. I've heard from many people that have gone through the October class that it really was the perfect time to do that because it just changed everything. They were able to really truly understand their body's signals and if all those cookies were what they actually wanted or instead maybe they wanted one cookie or maybe they wanted a fat bomb that they had made themselves Maybe they wanted a piece of fruit. Maybe they just wanted a salad, (laughs) whatever the case may be. Because you have taken the time to heal your blood sugar, get into ketosis, start healing your body, start regulating your leptin and ghrelin signaling, which is our hunger and satiety cues, you've done all that work before going into this season that is typically always a big issue for women. And really for anyone in general to really stick with what they know makes them feel good. You won't have that problem this year. Anyway, enrollment starts very soon. Go to seanminer.com slash fatburning and get ready to be a fatburning female for life. All right, that's it. Let's get into today's episode with my friend, Deanna Wilcox. You will hear so much about our stories and our mirroring of stories and how we actually became friends and even met and just all the good stuff when we chat. 
So we're going to get right into it. Let me first properly introduce Deanna. Deanna is a certified health coach, a mindset and wellness coach, and a low toxin living advocate. She's passionate about helping you unleash more joy, peace, and freedom in your life. She wants to empower others to tap into their inner wisdom, learn more deeply about themselves, let go of the rules and dogma, and release the limiting beliefs, fear, and negative thoughts that are keeping them unsuccessful and unhappy. She runs her own health coaching business at thrivingwithdeanna.com. All right, let's hear from Deanna. Deanna, thank you so much for coming on the Keto for Women show today. I'm so excited to be here, Sean. I have been listening to your podcast since it started <laughs> and knew you actually in your last podcast as well. And we share a very similar history in some ways. And it's so excited to get to chat with you here. I know. I think it's going to be really fun for us, for sure, because we do go way back and we'll kind of share that story, but also for the listeners to just kind of hear two very similar mirroring stories of like total and complete health despair. And now we're both here thriving and that it can actually happen. You can make these changes. And it's just so, the whole thing is so interesting as to how much our stories mirror each other. So I really, really want to get into that. And this is really the first time we're talking about it, just having a conversation with each other about it. We've talked a lot over social media. We met through Instagram. Am I right? Did we meet through? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who started following who first, but it was years ago. And you and I were both at the same point in our health journey of being sick from mold illness, or I think we were both still trying to figure it out. I'm not exactly sure what part we started connecting, but we go way back. So I want to start and hear from you about your story and how this all unfolded for you. Starting way back to where you were, like completely healthy, everything was great, life was good. And then what happened? Yeah. So it's always hard to know exactly where to start because some of my history even goes back to like my sophomore year in college. But for today's purpose, I'm not going to go quite back that far. It was in 2012 when I actually felt like I was at the healthiest place in my adult life that I had ever been. I was feeling incredible. And now when I look back, I know in part why I felt so great. And I'll share that in a second. But all of a sudden in the fall of 2012, I felt like my health just unraveled. It was like, I went from feeling so great to experiencing things I had no idea what they were. Like my son started at kindergarten and I was commuting him to a private school and on the commute to school, back home, and then again in the afternoon, I would feel like I was falling asleep and I couldn't understand what was happening because I had just come off from this these couple of years of being high on energy. And it took me 
a full two years to really figure out what was going on. In 2014, I was diagnosed with mold illness or chronic inflammatory response syndrome, and then also Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in those two years leading up to that, I had been seeing some really incredible practitioners. Your audience might be familiar with Chris Presser as being one of the people that I was seeing. And even he at the time was not fully aware of SIRS or, you know, this mold illness. And so we had gone through so many different protocols and, you know, gut health stuff, HPA access stuff, all sorts of protocols. I had multiple practitioners that I was working with. And no matter what we did, I wasn't making the progress that any of us expected. And at one point I said to Chris Presser, I said, do you think this could be about mold? Because I was doing all sorts of research. Mm -hmm. And he was, at the time he was like, if it is, I'm going to have to refer you to somebody else because that's just not my specialty. And as you may know, he too has had a story unfold with mold illness in his own life. And he now, I would say, is kind of one of the specialists in this area. So anyway, that was how my story started. That was kind of like the bottom basement level for me was in those few years when I was just feeling horrible. I was not bed bound but I was close to it. You know, I was doing whatever I could from the couch in my living room. Mm -hmm. I actually stopped bringing my son to school because the commute became too much for me. And I started homeschooling him, which to some might seem like more work, but I could literally do it from my couch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I spent a few years just trying to figure out what was even causing all of these symptoms. Yeah. And that's the thing, again, very similar. And we kind of went through this together of trying to just continue to do the work ourselves because there wasn't that many people that, and definitely not practitioners that knew what you were talking about, that didn't look at you like you were crazy when you explained all these symptoms and how nothing was working. So we had to kind of take it upon ourselves. And that's why, you know, when I went through that part of my life, I learned a bunch about the entire body. But also I made so many friends basically because we were all kind of in it together trying to figure it out for ourselves. And it's, you know, a scary process, but it kind of almost helps to have someone to talk to about it so that you know you're not alone. And so for you, what were your main symptoms besides obviously this intense fatigue? What else did you experience that let you know something was up? Yeah. You know, at one time, I think I had a list of about a hundred symptoms that I, you know, I kept keeping track of these sort of mystery symptoms. And honestly, if I looked up any of those symptoms, they applied to almost everything mm-hmm. because yeah. they were so far reaching. And, you know, that's exactly why it's called chronic inflammatory response syndrome, because it's this body wide response. Brain fog was the worst symptom that I had. It interfered so much with my life and it only intensified the fatigue that I was having because I was still trying to function as best I could. Like I said, I was homeschooling my kids. I was running a business from home. You know, I was just trying to keep up with everything else that I was doing and that I had to release or just kind of like pull back on a little bit. But brain fog was just the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. But I also was having just odd hormonal disruptions. My 
ankles would swell and I would have no idea why I was swollen. And just so many of the symptoms that I brought to my practitioners, they didn't really know what to do with them. We would try some things, but nothing was really ever helping until, of course, we got to the root cause. Right. Yeah. And I know we kind of bonded basically over this like weight gain that we weren't understanding what was causing it and what was going on and nothing was working. You know, the typical things we had tried in the past weren't working. And we both came from very, I guess, quote unquote, clean eating, paleo type diets, being very active and into fitness. And then all of a sudden it just wasn't, it was just not a thing, you know, partially because we were too tired, of course, to do what we were used to doing, but also this weight gain came on so quickly and so suddenly and without any changes that it was scary. It absolutely was. Yeah. And so one thing that I didn't say was I said, you know, back when I was in college, I started having some symptoms and Over the next following years, I dealt with some pretty big things. One of those was an eating disorder. And when recovering from that eating disorder, I gained a bunch of weight. And at the time, I understood, like I had ruined my metabolism with you know my eating disorder but this time around i was doing everything i possibly could i was eating as well as i possibly could and this is one of the things i was striving and that word is so appropriate in this situation i was striving so hard for help it's like that mentality of like mm-hmm. i'm not doing it hard enough i got to do it harder yes and so i was eating as well as i could and although i had learned so much about you know calories not being the whole picture I was looking for any way, and I remember having this discussion with you, to try to lose the weight because that too was really making me really uncomfortable in my own body. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you have illness like that, you stop trusting your body and you know it becomes really hard. And so when you are also kind of hating the appearance of it, you just, you're in this really tough place. And I I remember having those discussions with you. Yeah. And I think, again, it happened to us in a very similar way. We both kind of reached this bottom basement point, not only physically, but mentally too. Do you remember that moment for you? So much so. Yes. I remember in 2016, I think it was like November Jessica Flanagan released the book, The Loving Diet. Mm -hmm. And I asked for it for Christmas, but nobody got it for me. So I bought it for myself (laughs) (laughs) and I bought it for myself and started reading that right away in January of 2017. And right away, things started hitting me. And I had been aware to a degree of my mindset, but I had hit a point you know, around the end of 2016, where I had given up all hope. I didn't know if I was going to get better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somewhere in the beginning of 2017, I started asking myself, if I don't get better, what am I going to do? What is my life going to look like? And I realized in that moment that I would make the best of what I had Mm -hmm. and I would not be living the way I was living, which was spending all of my time 
upset about the way that I was feeling and spending any spare time doing research, trying to find more answers, spending all of my time trying to do all my healing protocols harder, Mm -hmm. you know, and that really began my journey of starting to switch my mindset. And it was then that I realized the power of starting to live the way I wanted to live, even though I didn't quite have what I wanted. I mean, not quite, you weren't even close. (laughs) You're really far off. And so was I very far off from the life that we wanted. Totally. But that shift still needs to happen. And that's so interesting. And I want to, before we talk a little bit more about this mindset stuff, because obviously we're going to get into that. It's the main point of the show. But before we get into that, I want to see what your thoughts are on how many people are in that place that we were in right now. Like that place where it's, you don't have the life that you want, or you don't have the body you want. You don't have the fitness level you want. You don't have the job you want, the money you want, whatever it is. And all you do is focus on that. It's like, you're just stuck on focusing on what you don't have and trying to do all the things like that are somebody out there told you trying to do those things harder while focusing on what you don't have and just being sucked into that. The first number that comes to mind is like 90%, but it's probably even more than that. Totally. Everybody that I talk to, you know, certainly all of the clients that I work with are coming to me in this place. And just so many people, the people I, you know, just meet me at the store, you know, walking the street or whatever mm-hmm. are struggling with these things. And, you know, you said we're, you know, we're going to get to the mindset piece, but it is so hard to feel like I have something, you know, I have something that I can share with you and teach you. And yet, Mm-hmm. they're not always ready for it. And, you know, one of the things that I have to be aware of and I have to remind myself of all the time, and this was a huge part of my journey. This was the very beginning of, you know, one of my mindset shifts is realizing that had I not been through what I'd been through, I don't know if I ever would have learned what I've learned. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I learned from the Loving Diet book was, to start loving my illness. And there, I just said two things there actually that I want to talk about. But first of all, I was like, love my illness. (laughs) I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the hardest, hardest shifts for me to love the hard things that I was going through. But the other thing actually and maybe this is a little off topic at the moment, but I'm going to say it anyway, is I had to stop calling it my illness and my brain fog, my fatigue, you know, whatever. I had to stop calling it mine and claiming it as my own. But the point here is that, you know, so often I'm like, I want to share this with people, but I do think that sometimes they have to get to that almost bottom basement level to understand how powerful their mindset is. Yeah, I totally agree. Actually, it's interesting. Just this morning, I was looking into getting a new book that I want to start. It's about body image and self-acceptance and that kind of thing. And one of the reviews 
because I always, you have to read the reviews before you buy the book. <laughs> one of the reviews said, gave it a one star and said, I'm not ready to know the truth about like, she's not ready to accept the truth. It's like, she knows that that book about loving your body unconditionally, regardless of the size that it is, is what she needs, but she's not ready to hear it. So she gave the book a one star and didn't finish it. And that's, I think, where a lot of people are, especially when it comes to this mindset work. And even more so when it comes to mindset work around your health and body. And, you know, it's easy to be like, yeah, I want to have a better money mindset. I'm going to read this book and start like calling in all the money and stuff like that. But when it actually is like, no, what you're hearing and what you're trying to do and all the things that you've done in the past aren't right and haven't worked and are not going to change anything, it's really hard to break that mentality when it comes to your health and your body. Because we hear everywhere, take this supplement, do this protocol, eat this diet, don't eat this, eat more of this. Like it's constant. It's everywhere. So to understand that those words don't mean anything and what does, it's what's going on in your own mind. It's kind of hard to swallow. And it's a lot easier, I think, for a lot of people just to like do the next diet or take the next supplement instead of being like, oh man, I really need to make some changes. And it does often take getting to that very low place, which is what happened for both of us. And I think both of us are super grateful for that moment in our lives. But we were just saying before we got onto this call and started recording, we were just saying, like, I hope we can spur people to make the change before they have to go through all that. Because it does suck to go through it. It does. And you're right. I think when it's so personal Mm -hmm. and we have to take responsibility it's really hard. Like one of the things that I uncovered was, you know, like I said, I was striving so hard to get better. And what I uncovered as I got more into my mindset was that I had this limiting belief that I wasn't worthy of healing. Mm. So I was blocking my own healing with that limiting belief that I had no idea was there. I mean, that that doesn't even match up, right? I wanted healing so badly, yet there was somewhere, and I don't know where it came from, this belief that I wasn't worthy of it. Wow. And yeah, it was huge. And then another limiting belief that I uncovered was that I was afraid in a way. So in 2017, so almost a year after beginning some of my mindset shifts, I had some testing done and it was showing that I was no longer testing positive for Lyme. And even though I had spent almost a full year on my mindset at that point, when I heard that, I was almost afraid to tell people. And what I did tell people when I started telling them was, Well, I tested negative for Lyme, but Lyme is tricky. And so, you know, we should test a few more times and confirm that. And I wasn't really claiming it. And I think one of the limiting beliefs that I uncovered was that I was afraid after being sick for, at that point, a good five years that like I had started clinging to that identity. And I was afraid to tell people that 
that I was getting better and that if I didn't truly get better, that there was, I don't know, like I was lying. I had been making it all up. Right. Or maybe even the fact that I was getting better showed that what I had experienced wasn't really all that serious. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure exactly what the limiting belief was, but I certainly uncovered something there that had been holding me back from actually claiming my healing. And thankfully, because I had been working on my mindset for almost a full year, it didn't take me long to recognize what I was doing. And so I changed what I was saying. I realized what I was doing and said, no, I tested negative for Lyme. I tested negative for Lyme. And I started telling people and I actually wrote a blog post and announced it. It was like, I'm going to claim this. Mm I am healing. I'm achieving the health that I wanted. And, you know, after a year of mindset work, like I said, I was able to recognize that sooner. And that's still what happens for me. I'm still uncovering limiting beliefs. I'm still working through this stuff, but I recognize it so much sooner now. Yeah, absolutely. So how, well, I guess let's go back. I want to know how you uncovered these limiting beliefs, like what sort of tactics you have for that. But I want to go back and start at the beginning of this like mindset journey. So we've been through your health journey and then in the middle of it comes along this mindset, comes this basement bottom crappy point where you're like, I've got to do something. And that's when it popped into your head. And it sounds like we almost had a similar kind of experience with that too, where it's like all of a sudden, it's just like, wait a second, I am really going about this the wrong way. And I think I might have an idea as to why nothing's working. So I wanted to hear more about that, like how it started for you and what your first step was into looking at your mindset. Yeah. So actually, you know, just going back again, I know I keep bringing it up, but Jessica Flanagan's The Loving Diet And the first half of the book has incredible information. The second half of the book is actually more about a really strict diet, actually, that she actually doesn't back up so much anymore in her work. But the first part of the book was so tremendous for me, and it's full of exercises. And I think I read it, read through that part of the book once. It was just almost appalled. Like, wow, I don't know if I can do some of this stuff. Because again, taking that responsibility was really hard. It was so much harder than just taking supplements or trying to eat more food or, you know, different foods or like do it harder. And so anyway, I started actually doing some of the exercises in the book and I was also meditating. I had been doing that for some time. And that was actually what helped me to uncover the fact that I didn't believe I was worthy of healing. Like I would play these meditations that were guided sometimes. And, you know, one of them had this intention in it stating like I am worthy of health. And I would feel myself completely tense up. And that's when I realized that that limiting belief existed. But, you know, you said, how, how did I get started? It, it really was with some of the exercises in Jessica's book. It was you know, it was meditating. It was just spending some quiet time with myself. I also began a gratitude practice that was immensely helpful because I was waking up with dread every morning. You know, I didn't want to approach the days they were hard. And so I started waking up and before I would even open my eyes, I would just start thinking everything around me and, you know, showing gratitude, like, 
thank you so much for my bed, for these warm covers, you know, for the sunshine filtering in the window. Before I would even open my eyes, I would start showing that gratitude, giving that thanks. And gratitude is one of the fastest ways to bust through fear and just all other uncomfortable feelings. And it really started to boost my joy. It just made me so grateful for such small things so that even though I wasn't feeling well, having those really small wins, I'm like, I really do feel so grateful for my bed, you know, or whatever thing it was <laughs> really helped to move me into this different place. Wow. So that was, that was a really big start for me. And, you know, as far as uncovering limiting beliefs, it was spending time in meditation. It was journaling, sitting and journaling and just putting my thoughts on paper without judgment of myself, putting it all out there, whatever I wanted to say and knowing that nobody else was going to read it. And that was a really big way for me to uncover negative thought patterns that I had and limiting beliefs. Ooh, I love both gratitude and journaling. I completely agree with you that gratitude is the quickest way to start noticing some changes for sure and get rid of like the negative emotion. And I think with journaling, a lot of people hesitate. I don't even know. They just don't take it seriously or think it's going to be something like frou-frou. Like you have to have these prompts and you have to only say nice things about yourself and you have to, you know, like doodle and things like that. Whereas a lot of times journaling can be like getting out the negative stuff, like things that you don't want in your head anymore or fears that you're having. It's just being real with yourself. I think of journaling as being like your best friend that doesn't try to provide you advice you don't want and that there's no chance they'll tell anybody any of it. It's just you get to talk about whatever you want nobody sees it, nobody judges it, and nobody provides any advice. Just get it out. And it's amazing what that can do for you just to have that on paper and not swarming around in your head anymore. And as you have saw, you start seeing patterns of things that obviously are these hidden beliefs that you didn't even know that you had potentially. You start noticing these things that you're writing about so often. Exactly. And you said it when you talked about just like getting it out of your head because I am the type of person who's very much in my head and, you know, thoughts are swirling all the time. In fact, my kids will sometimes be talking to me and all of a sudden I'll be like, are you even talking to me? <laughs> I'm just so in my head a lot. And so I was really resistant to journaling because I felt like I'm doing it all the time in my head. Why do I need to put it on paper? And you would be surprised when you take those thoughts and get them out on paper. First of all, it feels so good to get them out of your head. It's like a weight is lifted, but also everything becomes much more clear. So instead of this like circular pattern going around and around and around, you put it down and it's, you can, like you said, start to see patterns that when they're just forming in my head, I can't necessarily see those same patterns. Mm -hmm, exactly. 
While we're on the topic of high quality professional grade supplements, let me take this time to tell you all about why I'm so excited to be partnering with Care Of. Care Of is a subscription-based service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. And if that wasn't cool enough, Care Of makes sure what you're putting into your body comes from the best sources backed by honest guidance and transparency all available to you right on their website. And like I just said, that is so important when it comes to finding the supplements that work best for you and that you can trust. That for me was absolutely essential. So Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices and takes only five minutes to find out your personal, scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. You answer easy questions like how much sleep you're getting, are you looking for more energy, do you need something to help with your weight management, how healthy are your hair, skin, and nails, it gets really personalized. I had so much fun taking my quiz and was very pleasantly surprised with the detailed questions they asked. It made me feel like I was answering my own nutritional therapy questionnaire that I give to my clients. And based on my quiz results, Carev recommended I work on my brain health, stress response, and fitness level, all which I totally agreed with. Now, every day, I'm taking a packet of pills curated just for me to work on these specific things. The best part, these little packets are so cute and customized. They even say your name on them. And for me, I really look forward to these fun facts and jokes and daily tasks that come printed on them. It makes it exciting to take my supplements in the morning. It can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking as we're talking about in this episode, but Care Of makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. That makes me a big fan and I think you will be too. For 25% off your first Care Of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the coupon code KETO, the number four women. That's takecareof.com, enter the code Keto, the number four women, and you get 25% off your first order. Thank you to Care Of for helping support this episode of the Keto for Women show. So you approached this mindset work with the idea of basically like, I can't go on living my life the way I am now because I am not where I want to be. I don't feel how I want to feel. Life is kind of passing me by because of my health issues and I'm done. Like I've got to start enjoying the moment as it is now. Is that correct? Yeah. And it was, you know, at that point, I truly wasn't sure if I was going to get well. So I sort of let go of my attachment to getting well, which is a little different than I might actually instruct somebody now. However, I do think, and this might be a little too soon to you know be saying that, but I do think that releasing attachment to what we want, or at least surrendering is as important as taking action. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment though, it was like, I don't know if I'm going to get better and I am releasing my attachment to this. What can I do right now? Even if I'm not going to get better. And that, like I said, really started with just finding gratitude 
in little things. When I could go out, you know, one of my most favorite things to do is go out for a walk outside. And so when I was at my worst, I couldn't, it literally made me crash just to go for a walk or to do the most gentle form of yoga. Mm -hmm. And so when I could go out for a walk and see, like, I love cardinals. They're a sign of hope for me. And to see a cardinal fly in front of me, I would just be filled with the greatest joy because I started tuning into the little things in life. And I swear that was a huge part of what propelled me forward was just starting with that gratitude. And I started, (laughs) Sean, I know you're going to get this because this is what happened for you too, but I started feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, I ended up, you know, now I can say that I am living a far more vibrant life than I ever could have even dreamed of because I did deeper work than I ever knew that I needed to do. Oh my gosh. So true. You know, what I say is we don't know what we don't know. I didn't know that this level of work was available to me. I didn't know this level of healing was available to me by going that deep. And that's why I think it's so important to be open to working with somebody because I think that's really, really helpful. But also, you know, one of the things that I always say is don't be a victim, always remain the student Mm -hmm. because there's something we can always learn even when it's hard. So absolutely. And I think like we said, both of our goals is to just get more people on board with doing the mindset work before they reach the point that we did, because, you know, it took both of us having to get to this point to be like, all right, I got to change something. And we don't want that for you all listening. We want you to do it now because like Deanna said, you can live a much more vibrant life than you are already currently living if you just apply some of this mindset stuff. And I do also completely agree with working with somebody or just getting extra kind of attention with the mindset stuff because it does take work. It honestly almost probably is easier to follow some new diet plan or something than it is to actually do the mindset work because it takes effort and it is a practice. It is something that you have to incorporate into your life on a daily basis in order for it to work. But the good thing, not like going on the next fad diet, is that you see improvements and changes almost instantaneously, which we both would agree to that. So making these small changes, doing these small steps, the smallest step is going to provide you the biggest leap as far as change that you will see in your life, which is pretty darn cool, but it does take the work. And I think you'll agree. It absolutely does. Yeah. Even today, like July was a really challenging month for me. So, you know, that's something I always like to share is that even though you do the mindset work and you develop this really strong or powerful mindset and you develop this really great awareness, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that hard stuff doesn't still happen. It does. And I know you can attest, like, I know a couple of months ago you were dealing with 
unexpected renovation in your home and, and things like that. Hard stuff still happens. It's the way that we approach it. Yep. And so, you know, I don't know what it was about the month of July, but it was full of all the emotions, so many different emotions. And because I've done so much work up to this point, I knew to just sit back and like sit with those emotions to feel all of them, but to not get stuck in any of them. And it's just so critical that we stay aware each and every day. I'm still uncovering limiting beliefs and I know I'm going to be forever, you know, or, or negative thought patterns Mm -hmm. that I didn't even realize I was holding on to or I will always be a student. And for that, I am honestly so grateful. I am so grateful. Yes. This process really led me to be addicted to learning, growing, and breakthroughs. When I'm dealing with something hard, it's never easy, but I honestly get so excited about what's on the other side because I know there's a breakthrough coming. Yes. It's something more to learn and explore for you. And it's way better spending your time doing that than it is how we were doing, which was like constantly on the internet trying to figure out what was wrong with us. Like what symptom does this mean? And what's going on with me, which is where we both were before all this work began. And it's so much more fun and exciting and exhilarating to now be looking into and exploring more about ourselves and where we can grow and change and continue to like evolve as a person. It's so much more fun. It is so much more fun. And you're right. Like I'm not stuck on my computer looking this stuff up. I'm sitting with myself, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm having discussions with people like you that help me to grow even further and help me to, you know, learn even more about myself. And I'm having discussions with my clients who are teaching me through their experiences. And yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. How is your health now? Where do you sit there? I know you said you feel like your life is pretty vibrant at the, this moment. So I'm assuming your health is pretty darn good too. It is. Yes. I did actually do testing again for Lyme and it tested negative again. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Even using different testing. And so, but I did, I actually didn't have any doubts about that. I knew those test results were going to come back negative because ah, that's another huge, that's a huge mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Just expecting the best. One of the things is that, you know, when I was at bottom basement level, 2016, I, like I said, I had lost all hope. And that was one thing I realized in 2017 was I needed to start living with hope again. And what I realized is that when we live without hope, we are actually experiencing the very pain that we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid that pain of disappointment, but living without hope, you're just constantly disappointed. And so I started living with more hope and, you know, I could do that testing and believe that it was going to come back positive. And even if it didn't, I knew whatever, I would deal with that. But I knew that approaching it, with fear wasn't going to do anything for me. And so I really knew it was going to come back negative. And yeah, I'm thriving. I really am. It's sometimes I pinch myself because it's like, wow, I'm so amazed that I'm at this point having been so sick like I was. And I just lost my train of thought (laughs) what I was going to (laughs) say. 
No, but that's good. All we need to know is that you are super healthy, super happy. And I think that it's safe to say you credit the work you did on your thoughts, emotions, feelings, beliefs to get you there. So much so because like I said, I went through all the protocols. I did everything as hard as I could. And I'm a perfectionist. I hate to say that. I want to be a recovering perfectionist, but that's one of the the things that's dying really hard in me. (laughs) So I know I gave it my all. In fact, I kind of see that as something that is a little bit of a weakness is that I do have such a perfectionist nature, but I knew I had given it my all. It was not until that year, 2017, when I started shifting my mindset that everything we had done in terms of protocols and supplements and all that actually took, you know, had the impact that it should have. It really wasn't until then. And I started, you know, day after day, I just started getting better. And so I do, I really credit it as being, I don't think I would have gotten to that point had I, you know, I needed some of those supplements. I needed some of those protocols, but without my mindset, it wasn't having the impact that it should have. It for sure was the missing piece. Yes, for sure. And how does this look in your life now? It's been over a year. I believe that you've been really working on your mindset what, I guess, tools do you keep in your toolbox to use on a daily basis? What comes out? Do you still journal, meditate daily, that kind of stuff? Yes, absolutely. I wanted to put a method to what I had done and what I was doing because I was wanting to share it with my clients. And so I, over time, was kind of putting together a process. And so Now I even use sort of a little bit more of a structured method as I approach this. And I do, I, I still journal regularly. I create what I call power statements and they're more than intentions, but for myself, it's like writing my new story. So it's writing what I want and then meditating and visualizing, visualizing that and really sitting with the emotions that I feel when I'm thinking about that and then carrying those with me throughout the day and, you know, beginning to act as if I have what I want, which is exactly what I did when I was healing is, you know, I'm just going to start living my life as if I feel okay. You know, like I said, I didn't have a lot of hope that I was actually going to get better, but I was like, forget that. I need to start living now. And like I said, as I did more research into why that worked, how it worked for me, I was able to put a little bit more structure to it. And so I currently use that for myself. I, you know, like I said, I'm journaling, meditating, visualizing. It's so nice to have someone else that has proof that this law of attraction acting as if stuff works. Like, I think you'll agree because it it worked for you. It worked for me. We are in very similar stories, but it works for people all across the board. But there's still, of course, when you actually talk about it, it sounds kind of crazy. Like, how could that possibly work? But it works. So to have more people share their stories about that makes me so happy. Same. I... I'm so thrilled to be seeing you share more about your journey because, you know, I knew sort of from the inside and from even from listening to, I think you started to talk a little bit 
about it on your previous podcast. And so I knew sort of from an inside level what you had gone through. And I remember talking with you a little about it. And it's been so incredible to see you sharing more about it. And, you know, when you share, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize how similar our stories evolved after. Yeah. Like, I think once we were sort of on the right path, we stopped you know, talking quite as closely about what was going on with us individually. And so like, yeah, just to hear you uncover your stories, oh my gosh, it's so crazy how similar our stories really are. I mean, yeah, it's great. And it's so nice to have other people talking about it too. So I'm glad you are as well. And I know you are now teaching these power statements and you're taking clients and helping them with their mindset work. So this is now something you've incorporated as part of your business, correct? Yes. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's the other thing is without this mindset stuff, I've been a coach since 2011 and I was not incorporating nearly as much of this mindset stuff, of course, until I experienced the full power of it. Mm -hmm. And when I started including it in my work, it just is so transformative for my clients too. So to be able to be a part of that each and every day. And the thing is that I'm only helping to guide them there. The beautiful, beautiful thing is that it's all within them already, right? Just like we discovered, like it's, it's within us. We have that within us. And so it's just guiding them to that. Mm-hmm. And they have all the tools they really need once they get started. Ooh, I love it so, so much. Deanna, thank you so much for sharing your story and from being so open and honest about you know the highs and lows. I think that's a really important part is when we are coaches and influencers or whatever word you want to call it. It's like, there's a lot of talk about the highs, but there's also a lot of talk about the lows. And I think pretty much every coach, especially in like holistic nutrition or mindset, even fitness or something like that has a low. And so I think it's really important. We all share that. And I'm so grateful to you for allowing that, for allowing us to get inside your story so that we know more about you and where you've come from and how much this mindset work has shifted you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate the opportunity to share. And like I said, I'm, I'm so grateful you're sharing all of this with people too. And tell everyone where they can learn more about you and find you over in the interwebs. Yeah, so my website is thrivingwithdeanna.com and I love connecting with people on Instagram at thriving underscore with underscore Deanna. I just love making connections with people there and that's probably the best way to initially find me. Perfect. Yes, everyone will go do that. We'll make sure to link all those in the show notes and also that loving diet book. We'll put that in the show notes too, because I think that'd be a really good resource for people as well. All right, Deanna, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you. Have a great day. 